Autobots, this is the Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com Episode 249, Sunday, August 31st, 2014, Decepticons attack! Autobots transform and kill, kill, kill! I'll kill you, Starscream! No, I'll kill you, Megatron! I'll kill everybody! Whoever stands in front of me will be killed! That bird over there chirping, dead! I'll rip out your I'll do it first! I'm angry! It's over, Prime! My arm is stuck on the Empire State Building! I'm the one who put it there! This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 249. I am Rob, you are Greg. That's right! <clears throat> and we just watched... I'm not even joking uh, around. I'm not uh, serious. I'm, I'm being completely serious. I know we joke around on the Paunch Stevenson show. I'm being completely serious. The worst movie of all time. No, come on. No, not the worst of all time. Come on, that was. If not the worst, then really, really close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh. That was a barn burn. That was a doozy. Now look. Uh, you want to hold that up the whole time? Yeah. It was... Well, we got to say what it is. It was... It stored me, Optimus Prime! Murderer of the universe! And me, John Goodman! My friend, the spoon, John Goodman! I'm a Dolobot now. I'm Babe Ruth. <laughs> John, John Goodman as Hound. Autobot Transformer Hound. Stanley Tucci and Kelsey Grammer. Stanley! Uh, it's me, I was in this. Shut up. Acclaimed actors. Ruining themselves in this movie even further. Stan, Stan, Stanley Tucci and Kelsey Grammer um, were the latest disasters to to take part in a Michael Bay disaster of a, of a film. Um, Kelsey Grammer. Well, the main star was Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I mean, the fact that Marky Mark is is somehow supposed to be believable as a robotics engineer, <laughs> an inventor, and a scientist—he's living in a in a burnt-out garage in Texas, right? And it was funny the beginning, and, well, and, and his garage looked like Fred Sanford's uh, yard. Big dummy. Yeah. So big dummy. I mean, so basically, the movie starts out. He's he's like. The heart down in his luck. Uh, everybody in the in the world are angry with Transformers who've destroyed things. And so Marky Mark, we were laughing. He's he's walking around this old this abandoned theater with this other stupid guy and uh, his friend who was a surfer. I, I still don't know what he did for him. He worked for him, but he was an idiot. He w- I don't know his name, but he was the comedian. Like the, he has like the long brown curly hair. Yeah. He's like the kind of like the fat like, like uh, my phone comedian guy. But he, anyways, this guy was in the HBO series Silicon Valley. He's the guy who owns the house. I don't want to say. I don't know his name. He's a comedian, but but anyway, he was in. Uh, yeah, he was Marky Mark's partner. Oh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah. So anyway, so um. They're they're like looking for junk in this old movie theater, and the owner was the guy from. We were joking; he was the guy from Office Space. Uh, was That's it Ted? Is that his name in Office Space? I, I don't Ted? remember. But he was the guy who broke his neck, and and it was he was he was concerned about the consultants. Yeah, you he know, had, Bob and Bob, and he invented like, the. Uh, huh? He invented the jump to conclusion. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! I invented the snoop game. It's called jump to conclusion. <laughs> so you stupid. jump 
to conclusions. <laughs> right. Literally. So, <laughs> okay, well, now let me just uh, hang on a second here, Jack. Bob, uh, what is it that you do here? I told you already! I take the requirements and specifications from the from the, 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 the engineers so the customers don't have to or something or the vice <laughs> right. versa. So 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 you take this piece of paper from one person yeah. and give it to the other person. Well, no, my secretary does. <laughs> so why can't that person just give it to the other No 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 so you don't understand it's very complicated. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. Anyway, so while they're see, like uh, Office Space, not one of the worst movies no. of all time. So while they're they're just like you know uh, clowning around this old movie theater, I turn to you and I say, I bet you that while they're they were throwing a football around, I bet yeah. you while they're throwing a football around, they like hit something and Optimus Prime appears <laughs> and. Literally, literally, three seconds later, that is exactly what happened. They they like bumped into something, and then all of a sudden, like Optimus Prime starts like uh, transforming. Well, they didn't transform. So they, no, but he was like lighting up and stuff. Yeah. So this Optimus Prime was hiding himself as this old, burnt out version of basically Generation One Optimus Prime, like the truck. Tr- yeah, truck. truck cab. Yeah. You know, with the flat front and. um so then, all of a sudden, the, he comes to life, and now the, they're look. This, this nefarious government group is looking for him, and they're killing Transformers, and and then they're trying to build their own Transformers, and it's just it makes no sense. Wait, 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 wait! They were building their own Transformers yes. using what? Oh, Megatron's head. Why? I don't know. Because it had. Oh. According to Stanley Tucci character, it had transformium. 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 They needed more transformium to to give life to their I, their uh, newly yeah. built. Now in the, in the Transformers Prime series, they called it. I think they used something and they called it Cybertronium or something, which makes some sense. Transformium. Transformium. Anyway, but, so uh, it's like saying, uh, you know, if if an alien uh, race finds human beings and like we want to clone human beings, we need more hu- humanium, humanium. You know, it's like what 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 is what, what is humanium? Uh, it's it's terrible. There's, it's nothing. So so we don't we didn't understand that, of course. And then, of course, Optimus Prime, who we made fun of in the other movies, is being this like murderous, ravenous, ra- you know, Psycho. wrathful maniac. Yeah, he starts right away. Not only when they first awaken him, the first thing he does is start screaming, "I'll kill you! Right. I'll kill you! Kill! 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 I'm going to kill everybody! I'm killing everybody!" Literally, that's what he was saying. Kill you! And Marky Mark's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, don't kill me, don't kill Why not? I kill everyone. I must kill humans. <laughs> That's what he I'm like, wait a minute. Come on, like what what what? How many? He killed more people. And not only here's the thing. Now in the other movies, he was killing Transformers left and right. right. This time, he was killing people, <laughs> like right to their face. He's killing everybody on purpose. It wasn't like all right. There's a big battle and some humans. Never no, in he the was history, literally walking up to people and shooting them. in Never the face. in the history of Transformers does a Transformer, Autobot, or Decepticon kill humans. Especially not the Autobots. It's not not what they do. Now, again, I said this in our last Transformers review, when it was whatever, the dark side of the moon or whatever it was. (laughs) What was the third one? Revenge Revenge of the Sith or whatever. Dark of the Moon was the third one or something. So whatever. So whatever the third one was, uh, you know, I said that, that Peter Cullen, historically, who's, who does the voice of Optimus Prime, 
in all these interviews, he's always like, Optimus Prime stands for nobility and oh. honor, and I must honor the character, and... Yeah. He's not honoring anything. He's just getting a paycheck, and I'll kill all the... You want me to say I'll kill all the humans? I'll kill all the well, humans. Yeah, well, Esteban said that. Remember he said that... Was that him that said that? That um, He's like, you know, oh, yeah, Peter Cullum's supposed to be like this, you know, Optimus is so gallant, but then he, he just he's fine with him killing everyone. Right. It's a scam. So wait, all right, so what? So they're they're cloning transformers with He's killing everyone, and then there was the ridiculousness. We throughout the entire movie, the scenery changes, like every second. Like we we literally were confused at where the scene was taking place. They were going. There was a car chase where they're chased away from their house. Right, and out of course, out of nowhere, the, the car the, appears. The out of daughter's yeah, the daughter's boyfriend appears out of nowhere in this racing car, and they all get in. And so they keep changing scenes from a farm to a city to a bridge. <laughs> They're doing it the entire instantly, movie, yeah. Instantly, we were saying at one point they went from Chicago to China over in like one second. Uh, they did. We didn't know where they were. We were looking at each other, asking each other, "Wait, how did they just get here?" <laughs> I have to say, like, I know that we completely rip apart every single Michael Bay Transformers movie. Yeah. And number one, we're, we're, we're just, we're being honest. We're not doing it just to be snarky or to be funny. I mean, these movies really are absurdly, horrendously awful. Yeah. But this fourth one, I never thought I would say this, but this fourth one made the first three look like Citizen Kane. <laughs> It really did, and and though and those are like even worse than Ed Wood movies. And for those to look like Citizen Kane shows you how bad this movie was. So bad oh, no plot. that when when like when it was over, I turned to you and I said, "I am actually tired." <laughs> that's how bad this movie was. That, that's how exhausting watching this movie was. So they have a, a part where they jump. They were in this car and they have to jump. Somehow they were driving around this building and going up the, up the levels of this old factory. And they run out of levels, so they just decide to drive the build, drive the car right out of the building. <laughs> out the window. And so it, it goes off of the, the side of the building and it lands like uh, 200 feet down and somehow they don't die. And what happens immediately after <laughs> that scene? <laughs> so then this bad guy, whose name is Lockdown, I don't know. Who's, it's never explained who this guy, who's this, who's this He's Decepticon? Is he even a Decepticon? I don't know. He was hunting for Optimus Prime. And they the never, they never said why. Because the creators wanted him. I don't. Know. Why? I don't they know. never said why. And they never showed quote the creators. No, they're somewhere else. So, um, so yeah, so this stupid surfer guy that was with them, who T.J. Miller. So I, who I was laughing, he was such a terrible character and so stupid. You kept saying, just kill, kill him, him already. Please just kill, kill him. him Get him off of this movie. Not only did they kill him in an explosion, they literally burnt him to a crisp while he was Within running. Within one second. Yes! There wasn't even, like, they didn't even bother doing the CGI. It was literally, like, one frame he's running, and the next frame he's burnt to a he's crisp. Just, no, like, but here's the thing. One frame, he was a human being running in motion. The yeah. very next frame of film, he is like a plastic skeleton that you get from the Halloween store, standing yeah. up motionless. He looked like and something out of a, like, George Romero movie or something. Like some B-movie from the 70s. Right. And and then, like, the marking model, like, all the other characters, like, turn and look at him and be like, oh, he's toast or something. And then they, and, and, and that was it. And then they just, like, went on their way. And then, alright, so now... The, all the Transformers, all the autos are hiding in different forms. What matter, What does a vehicle form matter? But anyway, so apparently now they all possess the ability as like a Teletran 1 on wheels. So when they find another vehicle, they scan it and just change shape. Instantly. Instantly. With the humans in, like riding yes. inside of it. But the ridiculous part was they Optimus, Optimus Prime and Bumblebee reverted back to a, a car form that they had in one of the previous movies. You mean they all didn't remember? The previous movies. I know. So you mean they don't remember what they were before? <laughs> but not only that. Like, all right, here was my here was here was my gripe yeah. with that is that okay? They're on the run. 
So they took on the form, like Optimus Prime took on the form of a different truck. Bumblebee yeah. took on the form of a different car because they're in hiding. Yeah. Fine. That that makes sense. But then, what was it like? Twenty five minutes into the movie, Optimus Prime in his in this alternate truck form, which, yes. like you said, looks like the G one Optimus Prime. Yeah. Drives by a, a a completely different looking white tractor trailer, scans it, and then turns back into his old like transform Michael Bay Transformers one two and three like flame looking truck, yeah. which number one doesn't make any because why would you scan a completely different looking truck and turn into this other truck that looks nothing like the truck you just scanned? I don't know. Number one and number two, if you're on the run. Why would you turn back to this, the version of yourself that everybody recognized? Well, now they saw him, though, so it doesn't really matter. But then why wouldn't he scan himself to look like a, a, a completely different truck? Because that was the first truck that came by. I don't know. It made no sense. I know, it makes no sense. Right, so, what, else, what else did we write down? All right, so the, so Stan- we took notes. Here. Yeah, yeah, the Stanley Tucci guy was building his own Transformers with Megatron's head. And he was one of the villains. Yes. He was for a while. Yeah, he was a villain, and so wait, no. So then, Marky Mark, there's this highly like uh, centralized this facility where he's building these transformers, and apparently trying to sell them to the Chinese, and <laughs> make no sense. And so, so this is very highly classified, you know, high security facility, and the Marky Mark guy and this other guy pull up dressed as bums and just waltz right in. <laughs> He's just walking around and making all this noise and <laughs> knocking things over. So, so anyway, so this guy, the new Transformers are trying to build is Galvatron. They call him Galvatron. Right. And Stanley Tucci, who's, who's like the, he owns this company, he keeps yelling at the workers because he said, I want my new my new invention, or like the, my, you know, my new clone, Transformer clone, yeah. which I'm naming Galvatron, I want him to be a clone of Optimus Prime. Yeah. I want him to look like Optimus Prime. And all the signs, and, and he's, he's like screaming at them, why doesn't he look like Optimus Prime? Why does he look like Megatron? And all the scientists keep saying, like, well, it's, you know, we're, 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 we're making a robot in CAD. That looks like Optimus Prime, but then when we do the 3D printing, it keeps coming out like Megatron because that's what the Transformium wants to do. <laughs> Which, yeah, it made no sense. So, and and by the way, this Galvatron was voiced by Frank Welker. Finally, fine. It took Michael <laughs> Bay four well, movies. Well, he to... was he was Soundwave, wasn't he? Yeah, but come on. <laughs> With Hugo Weaving. What happened to Hugo Weaving? He's too expensive, probably. Get out of here. But he, Hugo Weaving does nothing. So they turned him into Galvatron. He said very little. And, a few, uh, few sentences. Yeah. And so he and these other new Decepticon, whatever creations, are like the Terminator, like T-1000. Where <laughs> they don't transform. They, like, break up into millions of small pieces, like a swarm, and then can form back into a vehicle. And vice versa. That made no sense. So they're no longer Transformers. They're like morphers. Something. I don't know. They were... It, it, it was It was idiotic. Oh. And then there's... So wait. So 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 Optimus Prime gets to that facility. Well, why, why bother Marky even... Mark. Why bother even talking about the plot? There was no plot. No, 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 no. no. But yes. he gets to the facility with, with who... With what other Autobots? Bumblebee. Who? who can't, still can't talk. Still can't talk. Uh, some samurai guy, which they never said know, the some name. Some other British-speaking guy who we never thought said was the cup, name. but wasn't. Never, never said the name. And then Hound, which was played by John Goodman. Hey, fuck my bird! I'm on Optimus Prime. Can I kill them? Now, at the end, he got too tired and had to lay down and didn't <laughs> fight did. anybody. <laughs> yeah, Marky Mark was screaming at him. They're coming, fight! Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I'm all this up. I need I need a nap. Oh, man, I need a nap. <laughs> so he li- I mean again, we're not joking. No. This literally happened in the movie. So he's down. Anyway, so they find this and then they get it very angry 
And then, I don't know, and then they capture Optimus Prime, they put him in this ship that they're going to take him away and back to the creators. And the and girl dogs start chasing As the girl gets caught, and then there's transforming dogs, and and it's just very, very confusing. And they, they, they get on the ship, and they rescue Optimus Prime and the other girl, and they get away. And then Kelsey Grammer shows up, and mm-hmm. he, she tries to get them. And then all of a sudden, Stanley Tucci, overnight, becomes a good guy. Because right. he has the seed. Which they never explain. We don't know what, what that it is. is. It's some kind of a seed. And they and he kept calling it a bomb. Everybody kept calling it a bomb. But Optimus Prime kept calling it a seed. So who knows? Uh, who knows know. what we this is? We don't thing. know what was happening. And um, then oh and then so so now they're in China. They they magically the humans and the robots magically <laughs> teleported overnight instantly to China. Right, now I'm going to tell you why they went to China. Not overnight, but instantly yeah. to China. The last, like, third of the movie was in China, and I'm going to tell you why. And it was, we were joking about the product placement. There was, like, like Bud Lights fell out of a truck, and then he drinks it. <laughs> yeah. And he's standing right behind, he's standing in front of a truck that says, Goodyear. Right. And at one point, Stanley Tucci gets tired, sits down, and starts drinking from a Chinese drink box. Right. And, like, perfectly, like, holding it up to the yeah. camera. Like, so blatant. So the reason for that is they shot it in China because the, the intention was to sell this movie in China and make billions and billions in China. Like, Michael Bay at this point, he doesn't even care. Like, they transfer. They don't even care now, these big blockbusters, what it does in the U.S. or Europe or Japan. They don't care. It's all about China. Why? Because they feel like they can make more money there. Yeah, the, the the bootleg piracy capital of the world. Good luck with that. So that's that was all the China stuff. Right, so then the Dinobots show up. And, in China. Yes, and when I say show... Oh, here was the other thing. They went from... They were fighting in a city, then immediately they were like in the middle of nowhere. And so when I say show up, basically Optimus Prime is... I don't know what he was doing, but all of a sudden he, he falls into this cave and there's Dinobots there. Right. And he finds them, and now he's fighting with the Galvatron guy and a bunch of Decepticons, and then the Dinobots show up, and they start fighting Wait, but, them. but how did he show up with the Dinobots? He was riding Grimlock, like a, like a horse. Right. And so, the Dinobots did not speak. No, they don't speak. I was expect like, again, I was saying to you, as this was happening, I said, you know, in the original series... From the 1980s, the Dinobots were were almost like comic relief. They were silly and funny and humorous, and they weren't like vicious dragons, like like you know, like just uh, like you know, killing everything kill. and, and running everything over. Kill them, I said. Kill them all. Me, Grimlock, say kick butt. No, kill. So yeah, they killed a bunch of a bunch of people and. <laughs> Then all Even the Stanley Tucci, and then all the oh, and then so then he's killing people. So then Kelsey Grammer corners the Marky Mark character, and he's going to kill him. <laughs> and then Optimus Prime just turns around and shoots him dead. Yeah, like literally point blank, like not from a distance, like literally he's standing right next to him. He's like, oh yeah, turns around and shoots him point blank, like, <laughs> and he and Kelsey Grammer explodes. <laughs> So then they beat the lockdown guy right. by taking like a tow cable on a tow truck and going around in circles and tripping him up. And which, then, which like it's like an at at, right? Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> shadows of the Empire. Yeah. So then Optimus Prime gets loose and cuts the guy in half, kills him. Literally cuts him in half. Cuts him in half and like vertically. Yes. <laughs> cuts him vertically in half. And then Galvatron, so Galvatron's still there on the planet. Wait, and, and then as he's cutting him in half, the guy's, the robot is throwing up. Yeah. Well, apparently now Transformers throw up, they can cough. They pee. Oh, yeah. Oh, in this movie, they were, in this movie, the Transformers were constantly coughing. <laughs> Why? They, At least they weren't spitting. No. That'll be part five. So. They'll be, they'll be like, oh. Hound, come on, get up and fight. I have to take a dump. <laughs> yeah, so... Wait, who did they kill? Who was the very first robot they killed right off the bat, like as soon as the movie started? He killed Ratchet? Yeah. 
They kill <laughs> Optimus Prime finds out and he's like, They killed Ratchet! I'll kill them all! <laughs> Kill, kill, kill! And he wasn't talking about the Decepticon, no, he was talking the about humans. the humans. So at the end, he leaves. I guess he leaves the Autobots there, and, you know, Galvatron's still around somewhere. Wait, who leaves? Optimus Prime Oh, yeah, leaves. yeah, it shows Galvatron, a.k.a. Megatron, just, like, wandering around in China. He's like, till we meet again, Optimus Prime. I'll rip out your optics! So then Optimus Prime takes off into space and he goes... Yeah, he literally just jumps into space. This message is for the creators. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and, and then the credits start rolling. I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to take any prisoners. I'm just going to kill. <laughs> like what? Kill, kill, and kill. he's holding the seed or the bomb or whatever it is. Like yeah. the the creators want the seed. Well, I'm gonna kill them. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> what else did you write down? That oh, was it. This oh the, the other thing that I said. So not only was this movie physically exhausting to watch. One of the reasons it was physically exhausting to watch was, like you said, it just kept jumping from, like, one location to the other in, in rapid succession. Yeah. But another reason was, again, we're not just being snarky. Literally, every single frame of film has at least a hundred explosions happening. No, I mean... I don't how, think much, how much did they spend on explosions? I don't think I've ever seen... That much uh, CGI in a movie. I mean, explosions, Avatar, just just constant explosions. Everyone's and falling. Lens flare. Explosions and lens. They keep flare. falling all over the place, and I don't know if overstimulating is the right word, but yeah, it was just it was just draining. It was a very draining movie. So what? Oh boy! So what are they going to do in part five? Optimus Prime just gonna be a madman and kill everybody. He's going to find the creators. Yeah. Just to kill them. So part five so he's off going to kill the creators, whoever they are, wherever they are. Oh no, so so be, right before he like jumped into outer space, he's like, I'm taking the seed and I'm gonna hide it where nobody can find it. And then he jumps into space like where's that? I don't know. Like up his butt? Like oh, what? <laughs> then he goes, he goes, when you look at the stars, think of me. Or something like it. You'll think of my soul. Think of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because Marky Martin's like, well, well, w will we ever see you again? I don't know. But when you look up at the stars and you see a star, that's my soul. And we're just like, what? He's speaking gibberish now. I think, oh, I think he's drunk. Optimus yeah. Prime is drunk. Drunk with power. <laughs> drunk with so so then I was saying, well, he's off in space trying to hide this seed and find the creators and kill everybody. So if they do a part five, who who's going to, like, what, is it going to be, like, Rodimus Prime now? Ultra Magnus? Like, who's who's going to... I don't know. Because you know there's a there's gonna be a part five. Of course, because like I said, they're just they're just trying to make money in China now, cranking them out, and they'll just shoot it in China, and they'll probably just have Chinese actors, Chinese actors. <laughs> like dub the voices like the old Godzilla movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where it's all out of sync. <laughs> or maybe they'll, maybe they'll have like Van Damme in it. Oh, I do split. I do split. I'm tired. That was it for that movie. No, what, what other updates? Did, oh, Celebrity Death. We have to do Celebrity Death. Come on. Yeah. Oh, by the way, all right. So speaking of Celebrity Deaths, we did Casey Kasem, right? Yeah. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. And I forgot, I can't believe it, I forgot to mention the infamous, like, Casey Kasem tapes, outtake tapes. You know how they had the William Shatner oh, outtake where, he where he's like what, cursing at the producers and what couldn't he say? That you say you you say sabotage. sabotage. I say sabotage. No, he was like 
Uh, it's sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> They're like, no, sabotage. <laughs> sabotage. So I can't believe we forgot about the Casey Kasem tapes where he's he's like, I'm Casey Kasem, and yeah. this one goes out to... Oh, right! This one goes out to Mary in Staten Island, yeah. whose dog just died. And we're <laughs> going to play this up-tempo... Num- Right and and then and he's like, are you ki- are you people effing kidding me? I have to play an up tempo number and somebody's effing dog just died. He's like, it goes on for a while. We're like you know all these bloopers yeah. of him like cursing and screaming at the producers and stuff. It's infamous. So I wanted to mention that and then celebrity death. Oh yeah. Um... Man, I don't even I don't know even where to start. Robin Williams. Now now let me say, right, this is the Paunch Stevenson show. And I am Rob, you are Greg, and we are very honest on the Paunch Stevenson show. I've said this before, when a comedian dies or 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 you know, like like a a, a mediocre actor. Yeah. Dies. Right? Like, you know, not mediocre, but whatever. They're okay. Their yeah. career hasn't been going anywhere lately. You, you give them, you you provide these people no d- dignity at all. <laughs> Stomp on their I'm grave. just saying, as soon as these people die, they are instantly transformed into geniuses. John Ritter, oh my god, he was such a comedic genius. Don't send them. Everybody was saying that when he died. Now, Robin, oh, my God. Like, are you kidding me? Two days ago, you were just telling me how you can't stand Robin Williams, and now he died. And, oh, my God, he was a genius. I loved him. He was a genius. Like, well, I think let's, he was... let's just be honest. He was okay in some no, stuff. No, he was funny. Most people couldn't stand him, and really? they just wanted him to shut up. I always thought he was really funny. I thought... Whenever he's on a talk... Like, He's the kind of person, uh, well, like him and Dana Carvey, they just can't... I love Dana Carvey, but shut up! I know it's funny. I remember a few years ago, Robin Williams was on Real Time with Bill Maher. Right, and he wouldn't shut up! But he was funny! <laughs> After every sentence someone would say, he would have to go into shtick for ten minutes. It's like, just shut up! Well, There was an episode of Family Guy where Peter... I forget exactly what happened, but he's like, oh my god, Robin Williams, he's so funny. I love Robin. I wish everybody were Robin Williams. And somehow that wish came true. <laughs> and everywhere he went, everything he touched turned into Robin Williams. Wow. And at first he loved, oh my god, look, I touched my car, my car turned into Robin Williams. I touched my neighbor, my neighbor turned into Robin Williams. This is great. And by the end of the episode, he's Everybody's Peter, Robin Williams. By the end of the episode, Peter <laughs> is literally like ripping his hair out, like, oh my god, you have to shut up. Now was it all really? of you millions of Robin Williams clones have to shut up. Was it really him or was just like Seth MacFarlane doing the voice? I don't know, actually. It's a good if it was an impression, it was a good impression. But so, you know, like, Robin Williams, his whole thing was, like, he would go into a character, yeah. and, like, two seconds later go into another character, yes. and two seconds later go into... And it's just like, just sit still, please. Well, that was his act, though. That was his comedy act, was, like, doing that. It, I know that some people find it annoying, but there were so many instances that I've read and things, and I've, I've listened to, like, just in the car, I've listened, they replayed, like, interviews with him on satellite radio. It's amazing. I mean, the guy really was very, very smart. Like he knew so much about so right. many different subjects and right. political things and stuff like that. And, but yes, he could, like, in a, on a moment's notice, he could, like, cre- create a character. Like, an, he could improv a character and then <laughs> improv this whole, like, spiel that he would get into. And it was, it was really, really impressive. Well, he was one of these comedians, like Robin Williams, Dennis Leary... Uh, Carlos Mencia, what? Dane Cook, just off they're, the top of my head. Really no, 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 no. I, hear me out, because there is this group of comedians who have this reputation for ripping off other comedians, like oh, okay. stealing jokes. And you know, Dennis Leary denies it, and Carlos Mencia denied it, even though it was totally obvious. And and Robin Williams, earlier in, in you know, early on in his stand-up career, was one of those comedians that's like, oh, he, he Robin Williams, he steals jokes, watch out. Oh, whatever. 
But so he was what? So he was on Mork and Mind. He was first. He started on Happy Days, where they were making a Mork and Mindy spinoff. He was Mork from Ork, the alien who hatched out of an egg and appeared on Happy Days, and then actually, got his own spinoff. It's funny, actually. I forget who was who they were talking to, but it was um. God, it was it was on one one of the radio shows I was listening to, and oh, they were talking to. Um, it was the Opie show now. This is all Anthony. He got fired. But they were talking Wait, to... What? Yeah, Anthony uh, from uh, Opie and Anthony Why? got fired. You didn't hear that? How could Opie and Anthony, Anthony get fired? Because Anthony was walking around New York one night taking photographs. And this black woman didn't like that he took her her picture and, like, assaulted him. Okay. So then he went on Twitter and went, like, berserk and said a bunch of racist racist things, so... Sirius fired him. Why would he... Oh, my God. He was very angry. Anyway, so they had Christopher Knight on. Uh, on there. From the Brady Bunch? Yes. Okay. So they just happened to mention Rob Williams. He goes, yeah, you know... He goes, I was guest starring on Happy Days or something like that. And he goes, you know, I was there and, you know, we were shooting, whatever, and then it was leaving. And he had... Rob Williams had just guest starred and he had come back when I was there like the next day or two or whatever to like thank everyone whatever and he's like he's they basically said like like Jerry Marshall you know creator happy he had he had seen him like in, in the, Gary Marshall yeah Gary Marshall he'd seen him in the in the comedy clubs or whatever and so he wanted him for the role and they said they didn't even write and initially they wanted some other guy they didn't even write the the character of Mork or anything like that. They they was something else and basically they said Robin Williams like showed up and, and just created the character on the fly. Right. More or less. And then that's right. so that's what they, they use. But anyway, so um oh, wait let, let me let me give the stats here. So Robin Williams, born July twenty first, nineteen fifty one Died August 11th, 2014, 63 years old, suicide. He was very depressed yeah. and, and alcoholic, I guess, and drugs or what, I don't know. It just all from the stuff. depression. I mean, they, um, he was probably bipolar. <laughs> Obviously, it was, he was definitely at least manic. And the thing was, he didn't want to, like, take medication for it because he, he was, he was worried that it would, like, stymie his comedic abilities i guess he wouldn't be able to like fire off as he did whatever so well let me let me read it so he was in mork and mindy yeah just he was popeye popeye well blow me down uh he was in that the movie seize the day where he was some kind of teacher and at the end dead poets society oh that what it was dead dead poets society he was also in seize the day ironically oh i don't and yes at the end of dead poets society he starts screaming Carpe diem. Yeah, right. Hook. No, wait, wait, I'm going to. No, all right. You ever see Club Paradise? Where he's like a fireman oh. who runs this bar yeah, in the Caribbean? Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah, Jimmy Cliff was a co-star. Reggae. <laughs> Reggae. Jimmy Cliff. Many rivers to cross. Good morning, Vietnam. That's right. With, With Uncle Floyd. Uncle Floyd. <laughs> that's probably, honestly, that's probably, in my opinion, that was, I still think that was his best performance. Good morning, really? Vietnam. Yes. Not Popeye? Not Popeye. Um, that Poet Society. Hook. Cadillac Man. Oh. Or Cadillac Man? Tim Tim Robbins? There was a time, I think it was like in the mid-90s and, uh, or whatever. Uh, Fran Drescher? In the mid-90s, when our cable system got the channel Comedy Central. Yeah. Every day for like a year, Comedy Central was showing like it must have been the only movie they could afford or something. Every day they were showing Cadillac Man. That wasn't even a comedy, right? It was. They kept showing it. Then he was in he was in Awakenings with uh, Robert De Niro. He was in in that horrendous horrendous movie which I reviewed on the Plunge Stevenson show, The Night Listener. All right, we'll get to that. So yes, he was Hook. He was Peter Pan. Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> idiot. Um, toys. Oh, that movie was terrible. Flop. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he was a genie in Aladdin. Just like a huge role for him. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, of course. In fact, they said he was working on a sequel. 
why. Where he killed himself. The birdcage. Hold on, I'm not there yet. No, Jumanji! Jumanji. <laughs> Love Jumanji, yes! Jumanji. Good! Well, it was David Alan Greer. Ah. <laughs> uh, what was the one, uh. Hold on. uh good, then he did good... the direct, he did the direct to video Aladdin movie. Oh. Uh, he was, oh, he was Jack. Jack, oh, he's like the, the guy aging yeah. backwards or something. something. The big kid. Yeah, the birdcage, Nathan Lane. Right. Of course, Goodwill Hunting with Damon and Affleck. That was the the serious bearded serious. Robin Williams. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, remember Serious versus not Flubber. It's terrible. Oh yeah. Yeah, Why? I was gonna say we may have we had may have reviewed more Robin Williams <laughs> movies than any other actor. <laughs> Why? I mean, just we don't see them. Oh. Hatch Adams. Oh my god, yeah, really like that was terrible. What dreams may come? I actually yeah. saw that. That was really weird. Stupid. Your favorite Cuba Gooding Jr. Maybe your favorite bicentennial man. Awful. Oh yeah, you're right. We have reviewed a lot of Robin Williams movies. A, um, I reviewed that one when Dennis was on the episode. We uh, were in Hula Hands. Remember? Yeah. Uh, insomnia with. Uh, Ro- <laughs> oh yeah, he was. We did review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the. I can't fall asleep. That was that was when he was trying to make a comeback, and he was taking all these bad guy yeah. roles, and and, and, and and all the critics are like, "Whoa, Robin Williams could be a bad guy." So in Whoa. the same year, in the same year, he did Insomnia, he did Deaths to Smoochie, which was with um, Edward Norton. Edward, yeah. I actually liked that movie. It was crazy, goofy. But Danny DeVito. Yes, Danny DeVito was in it. He and, did and One Hour Photo. Which was really Which, weird. I think... What year did that come out? 2001? 2002. I talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, it was re- I saw bad. that. That was weird. It was bad. It was bad. Um, Everybody was like, Whoa, Robin Williams is so amazing in this movie. One hour photo. I'm like... Cut. I, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It was so hyped up. I finally saw... I rented it and I saw it and I'm like... Eh. Bad. Yeah. Like, what is, what is wrong with critics? Come on. The final cut. I think I saw this. Never heard of it. Yeah, it was like something with like memory implants <laughs> to record your life or something. And never heard of it. Yeah, and he used to. He would he kept editing their movies. I saw it. It was really bad. Um, <clears throat> see a bunch of uh, stupid movies. Uh, Night of the Museum. He's been Teddy Roosevelt. And oh, those. Uh, he was in Happy Feet. Of course, RV. Ah, <laughs> awful. And in the same year, The Night Listener. Awful. Which you reviewed. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. Some other stuff I've never even heard of. Another Night at the Museum. Old Dogs. No. <laughs> With John Travolta. Wasn't he in that? John yes, Travolta. he was. Or, or Tim Allen. And he has many movies that are supposed to come out this year. <laughs> of course. Posthumously. Um... Yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember, I, man, I remember back in the 80s, early 90s, because we, we always had HBO, and they would air, uh, uh, Comedy Relief. Comic Relief. Comic Relief, with him and Billy Crystal and Whoopi Goldberg. And it, was, oh, yeah. it was always, it was pretty good, it was very funny. Oh, he was also in the Bobby McFerrin Don't Worry Be Happy yes. music yes, video. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, and he was also, an avid gamer. He named his daughter after Zelda, Legend right. of Zelda. He named his son Cody after Final Fight character. S- supposedly. That one has not been confirmed. No, not but yeah, very into Nintendo. And, well, like and, three, uh, year, three or four years ago, he, he and his daughter did a commercial for the Wii. The, no, that? the DS. Oh, is that what it was? The yeah. DS? The Zelda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very into Nintendo. Yeah, I mean... You know, like everybody... Which either means he wasn't so bad of a guy, or I need to stop being a fan of Nintendo ah. if Robin Williams likes Nintendo. But he was also really big into like World of Warcraft. Like he would play mm. it all day and night. <laughs> Literally, well, no wonder why he was depressed. <laughs> and supposedly he was a bit of a troll on like the the lobby. Oh, well, things. Well, I, I definitely condone that. I mean, that's funny. He's trolling people. But can you imagine how cool that would be? Like, 
You're playing World of Warcraft, you know, like the one with the, the headset and all. Right. And all of a sudden, Robin Williams, and he didn't even oh, shut up. Right, right. Hey, what's going on there? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, how's it going? I would just, like, I would just kill him in the game just uh, to shut him up. <laughs> you can. He'd still be I'd get him. I'd get him booted. And, and he also was in that terrible CBS show, The Crazy Ones, with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Whatever. Well, they were saying, I don't know, the people were trying to say that he had money issues, so that's why he was working what? this much. And money? What, from all, like, from drugs? Divorces. Oh, oh yeah, divorces. he was married three times. A lot of divorces, I don't and you know what the reason, like, you know how you, like, you get a divorce, you go to court, you appear before a judge, you have to give your reason. Every, believe it or not, all three wives, when the judge asks, what's your reason for requesting this <laughs> he divorce? He won't shut up. He won't shut up. Come on. <laughs> well, no, he's only divorced twice. But married three times. Yes. Yeah. And, this is a little known fact, but if you actually look it up in the Guinness Book of World Records... Hairiest human being alive. No, not more than Sean Connery. He was like a Sasquatch. <laughs> his have you seen his arms? Oh come on! They're like it's it's like he's wearing a, 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 a like a gorilla suit. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying uh... it's, it's a fact. Anyway, all right. Robin Williams dead. Another yeah. one. Real quick. This will be a quick one. Quick one Hopefully. is um who was Elaine Stritch? Oh, she was. Uh, was she on Thirty Rock? She did nine million billion movies. Well, anyway, she kind of talk like this. Wow. Born February second, nineteen twenty-five. Died July seventeenth, twenty fourteen. Eighty-nine years old. Uh, actor Elaine Stritch. Yeah, she often did Broadway. Let me see her picture. Yeah, she was on thir- She was uh, Alec Baldwin's mother on Thirty Rock. Really nasty. Yeah, well, that was kind of her stick. Yeah, dead. Yeah, she was very. Yeah, she was very funny. Part. Oh, so speaking of Michael Bay, <laughs> apparently he got in some hot water because his new his new Ninja Turtles movie had some thing where it was basically like it looked like i guess it was like new york like they did a movie poster and it was like new york exploding <laughs> so the people were like oh it's 9-11 how dare you and he just is like well it was it was just a mistake it was a mistake stupid mistake what does that mean i don't know whatever i hate him well of course of course why can't he die <laughs> instead of robin williams we're not that lucky We're just not that lucky. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Oh, uh, the other person was uh, Lauren Bacall. Yeah, and no, I have the list here. Oh, I would have you know I would have done her. Next, now, now, yeah. Oh, all right. We'll just do it real fast. And then I think that's it, right? For the celebrity deaths. Yeah. All right, one more celebrity death. Born September 16th, 1924, died August 12th, 2014, 89 years old, another 89, uh, outlived by Stanley Lauren Bacall, actor. Who was married to Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> what is, how did he talk? I was kind of, I think he kind of talked like this, didn't he? Yeah, he had that, that really droopy, saggy face. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, obviously a big Hollywood iconic actor. The only thing I would say is, um, I read that she was the last one of the, the icon, icons in the Madonna Vogue song who was still oh. alive. Oh, who, you know, who was mentioned? You yeah, you know how like, she goes by like, name. Yeah, like Dietrich and Dimaggio, and so she was the last one alive, yeah. alive, now dead. So, legendary actress. She was in To Have and Have Not, The Big Sleep, and Key Largo. 
dead. I mean, again, you and I, I, I've said this before, we, we are into a lot of things that were before our time. Yeah. Like TV shows and toys and video games. But she was just too, too before our time. Yes. From yes. a different era. 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 <laughs> um. era. Yeah, so that's that. The good news as an actor, you can explore behavior that if you if you didn't in real life, you'd go you do prison time. Right, right. That's why I can do a character like Cy Parrish in One Hour Photo, right. or Insomnia. Exploring those characters, you get to explore that other side of human behavior. Right. Or the other side of human behavior, like you know Oliver Sacks playing him in Awakening. Right. That was amazing because he's such a compassionate man, and the idea of treating the brain as a subjective subject. Right. That for me was amazing. But you hang out with Oliver, and if you go to any one of his book readings, it's pretty amazing because there'll be people from the, in the audience of all different, who have all different, you know, different, different aspects of the brain. And the idea of, you know, this is the idea of the brain is quantum. It mm. can be one thing and then the other simultaneously. Right. And that's what's exciting, the idea. And creativity, the idea of you explore creativity at any price is like, this is what we're kind of dealing with as artists, co comedians, writers, actors. You're going to come to the edge, you're going to look over, and sometimes you're going to step over the edge. And then you're going to come back, hopefully. But we've lost a few friends who didn't. Because it's the idea of you get to that place where you're, you're they're dealing with demons. Tell me about Good Morning Vietnam. We did it in Thailand. Basically because at that time, the relations with uh, Vietnam had not been normalized. And we started doing the, the radio stuff. And it was the first time I started to realize, wait a minute, I, Barry would just give me, that's totally improvised. We would just, and I, by the end, we did like, I don't know how many hours of that. And I think, Barry, do you think we have enough? And went, oh, I think we're covered. But I just started, the real guy himself was very mellow. He wasn't that outrageous. Adrian, other than, good morning, Vietnam. He was just, he right. would just read copy. And the idea of, you know, performing that kind of led me to the, the real game of that, or the real, the outpatient program of that was me doing USO shows in Afghanistan and right. Iraq. It's amazing. Oh, you got to go. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you got to go because it's, it's incredible to do it. Because it's a heavily armed audience. It's kind of like being yeah. in Georgia. <laughs> but it was like, it's amazing to do because you'll perform in places. I was once doing a show in Afghanistan, and I look over, and there's a fuel truck. It literally says fuel, you know, flammable fuel, fuel, and all of these Australians are sitting on there smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Don't worry, Robin, it's diesel. It's really hard to light. <laughs> But I would do these shows, and it would be, like, incredible. And it would change it for, like, good morning, Kabul, good morning, Baghdad. And you just see people go, like, yeah. And it was amazing because you see these guys, and it's like looking at the same guys I'd seen in the show. When we did, we did Good Morning Vietnam, we did, it, we did those scenes where I meet guys on the truck. And we did one. I remember we were shooting it, and a lot of the guys playing extras were tourists. And I was talking to some of the guys, going, where are you from? A guy went, Chicago. Chicago, great town. Where are you from? And a guy went, Tusseldorf. I went, on to the next guy. But when we do the shows in these in these bases, oh my god! I once went to a Ford operating base, which is basically like Fort Apache with mortars. And all of a sudden, I got off the helicopter. I walked into the gate, and this one guy went, "Mork, what are you doing here?" <laughs> but it was a blast. What are some of those roles that you have never had an opportunity to play that you are on your wish list or just got away, and maybe someone else got the role? No, I don't think there's only years ago they offered the Truman Show, and I think it was offered, then it went away. And supposedly, like, at one point, there was off, they offered the, the Joker and Batman, and then it was like it went to Jack. Well, Rambo, too bad. Eh? <laughs> Life sucks, then you move on. <laughs> I mean, but those are the only two, I think, that, it was like, he went, meh, but it was like, okay. What do I think? I think that I want to say that I, I tried to do as many different things as I could, that I think that I want to explore literally as many different mediums as I could and also do as many different characters as I could before I go. If that, if I can say that, then I think I did a good job. We have a movie review. <laughs> We're continuing with the well, this is part another of this, movie review. Yeah, this is the end of the episode. We have another movie review. Yes, the Expendables. <laughs> the Expendables. <laughs> it is me, Arnold. <laughs> So, I am in the Expendable. I guess what's always impressive about the Expendables, Sylvester Stallone movies, is that they can still somehow shoehorn all of these people into a movie. I mean, they don't get many lines each. 
Especially this one. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I don't, I don't, what, what do you, <laughs> it's you not really much, out of my face. not really much to say. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what, I will say that you know your movie is bad when The Expendables 3 is better than it. Oh, boy. Michael Bay. <laughs> what does he care? He's probably going to make ten times the amount of money that they make. So, I don't know. I mean, what is there to say about it? You know what? There was a surprising lack of explosion. Right. Or maybe it was just well, was after a lot watching Transformers no, 4, it seemed like a lack of explosion. There was a lot of small explosions. Yeah. A lot of knife-throwing... Um, a lot of knife throwing. A lot of climbing up a, a tunnel. They certainly for didn't, no reason. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. They certainly didn't kill as many people as the second movie, which was just like <laughs> the body count was right. ridiculous. Right. I mean, uh, there was a lot, but they toned it down slightly. So for, for part three. Yeah. So I mean it. I mean, the, the cast list is, like, endless. So Stallone is back. Yeah. Uh, so basically what happens is Stallone is there. His regular team, Jason Statham, uh, they have to rescue Wesley Snipes. Dolph Lundgren's in the team. Terry Crews gets hurt. And then Wesley Snipes and Jason Statham apparently have some thing where they... Each guy thought they were better with knives. Very strange. Right. Like, no, I can throw a knife better. No, I can throw a knife better. And so they were like, t and Mel Gibson's the bad guy, and they tried to get him, couldn't get him, so he had to ditch the older guys and go for a younger team. Yeah, he had to recruit this younger yeah. team. Who, with the help of Kelsey Grammer, was like, comes <laughs> out of nowhere. Kelsey Grammer's in both movies. Yes. He, he was like the, the finder guy, found all these people. Um, Schwarzenegger was there at the beginning. That is right. <laughs> it is and, me, Arnold. Um, and then, um, you know, and then Harrison Ford's in it. He, he nah. plays, like, the government guy. Right. Drummer. <laughs> Mr. Drummer. Yeah. Almost like Mr. Drummond. I know. You're talking about Willis. <laughs> um, so, they, um, the, the younger team gets captured by Mel Gibson, and then the older guys have to come back and get him. And it's just a lot of, ex you know, some explosions, you know, things here and there. Um, Actually, in one scene, Danny Glover showed nah. up. He said, Riggs, I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting too old for this, Riggs. Wait, so, wait, so who else was in? By the way, Terry Crews laid in a bed the entire movie. Well, it seemed like they only have one black guy, so... Oh, yeah, right. him yeah, as Wesley soon as Wesley Snipes. Snipes showed up, they had to get rid of Terry Crews. So one, one black actor at a time in this movie. Yeah, Robert uh, Davy was in there from the Goonies, and uh, briefly. Yeah, they they shot him pretty quickly. So wait, so who else was in it? Uh, Dolph Lundgren, oh, Jet Li. Jet Li was in the end for a few minutes. Arnold. Antonio Banderas was like the comic relief. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. kept like trying to join up, and Stallone wouldn't let him. <laughs> It's right. so, like, I can help you! I tell you, I can help you! Why you not let me join? I'm telling you, I am good guy. So, what I kept laughing about in the movie was Stallone kept talking about a screaming for a chopper, which was kind of like Predator, with the end of right. Predator when he tells the woman, Head to the chopper! No, Schwarzenegger. Yes. You said Stallone. Oh, sorry, yeah, Schwarzenegger. And then, so... <laughs> We like need a chopper. Where's the chopper? Yeah. I'm on the chopper. Right. Land the chopper. And he kept making weird faces too. And then, and then at the end, he was like, "Get to the chopper." Right. Finally. Good morning. Let's get to the chopper. Let's go. <laughs> and then Stallone at the end. But they were supposed to. Harrison Ford's character wanted to capture the Mel Gibson guy alive, alive, so he can go to trial. <laughs> and so. At the end there, Stallone shoots up Mel Gibson, and, he, and he's like, Mel Gibson's like, well, uh... What uh, about the law? He's like, what about the Hague? Which is where they're going to take him, the Hague, the criminal court in the Netherlands. And then <laughs> Stallone kind of does this Judge Dredd thing, where he's like, 
Uh, I am the law. I am the Hague. No, he goes, I am the law. No, I said Hague. No, he goes, I he, am he the he law. He said, I am the Hague. He <laughs> did. Sure. Yeah. I thought he said, I am the law. No, he said, I am the Hague. No, he said, I am the law. It sounded like Hague. I, th- it, I think it was law. The subtitle said Hague. What do you mean the subtitle? It was, it was in <laughs> Dutch or something. I don't know what language that was. German? Dutch subtitle. I think it was German. <laughs> what about the egg, huh? I am the egg. <laughs> so anyway, thumbs in the middle, thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh... <laughs> Is there going to be a part four? I, I don't know. No, right. Stallone was complaining because everybody was bootlegging this. Including. Well. <laughs> some, in, including two people who are. To be remain in anonymous. This, in this room with us. Oh, those other two guys over those there. Other two guys, those other yeah. two guys. <laughs> who aren't talking right now. Yeah, um. I don't know, yeah, why not? I, well, you know, one of the things that I. Some of the helicopter. There was a helicopter chase. And Harrison, Harrison Ford? Ford was flying this helicopter from like the seventies, and was somehow able to outmaneuver these modern helicopters. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Barrel rolls. And but there was a couple of times where you could tell, like the CGI and the miniatures that they used, like looked like they were out of like the forties. I mean, it was <laughs> you know, well, really for some bad. reason, the the footage of the tanks and the footage of the building exploding looked like stock footage. <laughs> It really did. It looked like they were splicing in stock footage. Well, there was a part where they were blowing up the building, and it was supposed to be all smoke billowing out. Yeah. And whoever did the CG didn't do it right, yeah. and it looked like water. If it was CG, maybe it I wasn't. Don't know. It looked like water. It looked really. Stupid. It was maybe it was baking soda and vinegar in a miniature. <laughs> like the the volcanoes we used to make as kids with Alka Seltzer. Exactly. No, baking soda and vinegar. Oh right. Okay. Or Alka Seltzer. Or Alka Seltzer. Alright, what that, all right, so thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. I don't know. I mean Thumbs you, a quarter of the way up. Expect with this kind of a thing, really, you know. Yeah. So alright. That's that. It was what it was. And that's all that it was. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. I, I, one, thing I, one, one last thing I would say is Yeah. I did it was nice to see Mel Gibson. In a movie. I mean, he's been blacklisted. Well, for a reason. Well, come on. I mean, what do you mean, come on? He said, didn't he apologize? He's, he's a drunk. Been, he's, a, oh. he's a drunk. He's a drunk. I will say, out of all that, like, Schwarzenegger looked, looked horrendous. Oh my God. Stallone just, he looks like a, like, like, like just, like, like, I've said this in, in with the previous Expendables movies, but with each Expendables movie, he is his face is looking more and more like it's made out of clay. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I said at the end when they, when he was smiling, they must have like sewed that like sewed his face into one position. Yeah, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger couldn't even open their eyes, <laughs> and, and you see, so they looked horrendous. Um, Wesley Snipe look okay, but but uh, yeah, I mean Mel Gibson, look as 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 nuts as he is, psychotic, he actually looked the best out of all of them. Yeah, he aged the best out of all of them. But anyway, all right, next. Oh, actually, all right, I, I have a, another very quick movie review. So, I had reviewed uh, in a previous episode of the Paul Stevenson Show the movie Twenty One Jump Street, starring God, what did you see? Did you see Jonah starring Jump Jonah Hill and what's the other guy's name? Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum. So I saw Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh boy! And it was very funny. You know what it was? It, part of the reason why it was very funny. Number one, it was just a funny movie. But number two, it was so self-referential and self-aware and self-mocking like or... or, Deprecating. uh, Yeah, self-deprecating that it made it hilarious. And one of the funny things that they did was at the end during the credits, 
they had, um, like, fake sequel trailers. Alright. So it's like, coming next summer, 23 Jump Street. And it was like, you know, like them, like, because the, with 21 Jump Street, they weren't posing as high school students. 22 Jump Street, they were posing as college students. So 23 Jump Street, they were posing as graduate students. And then it was like, coming 2016, 24 Jump Street. And then they were posing as like med, med students. Oh, God. And then 25 Jump Street, they were like in, <laughs> in like real estate school. So it was like each, like cooking school. Now, who were the Jump Street cameos that they had besides well wait so so, so they kept they did that throughout the whole credits up to i think like 47 jump street what they just kept coming up with like different schools they could go to it was hilarious so anyway ice cube was their boss yeah, i mean yeah. he was the boss in the first one but he was funny um with cameos yeah from the original oh Holly robinson uh, in it. They had um, uh, Richard Grieco. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. He did it a looks camera. good kill. Yeah, in did the first, uh, probably. <laughs> you saw the movie. I don't. I don't. I don't remember if they killed Richard Grieco. Oh come on! <laughs> why isn't he in Expendables? Richard, why would he be in Expendables? Richard Grieco running out of people to bring back. This stuff. <laughs> By the yeah, way. One one observation, I, last observation I had about the ex- Expendables was um, it's gotten to the point now where it's basically like the action film version of Cannibal Run. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what, like, is, can- what does that mean? I don't know like, what that you means. You know, like Cannibal Run, where the, the Burt Reynolds were, it was just overloaded with, with, with people. It yeah. was just overloaded <laughs> with cast members. With dumb jokes, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, instead of like a cross country stupid car race, you know they're Killing. shooting people. Yeah. So anyway, I give Twenty Two Jump Street thumbs up. Okay, right. it's very funny. Right. Next, stop it. 